0: Welcome in everybody to the DC Sports Brain Trust. My name is Varun, your host and moderator, joined as always by three of my good friends and the best damn sports analysts around, Chris, Nick, and Rahul. How you guys doing? Never better. Wow.
1: <laughs> the beat goes on.
0: Well, it, it on is. Sports day. Yeah. Yep, yep. Unfortunately, we do not have sports, in which case I want to say fuck the coronavirus. We're seeing cases. We're seeing cases. In pretty much every major sports league, NHL, MLB, pretty much just just run the gauntlet every, every sport we're seeing cases. Um, so it's looking more and more difficult that sports are in for sports to come back. But nevertheless, we roll on and we still want to discuss sports in some capacity. So let's start with baseball. So we're, we're seeing in the, around the MLB, uh, we're actually seeing a reduction or a proposed reduction of minor league teams from about 160 to about 118 to 120 teams. I want to get your all's thoughts on this. Chris, Me. let's start with you. Yes.
1: Yeah. So uh, essentially, we're looking at a, a 40 team drop in the, in the minor leagues. Um, but I, I think it's a good idea. There's, there's, I don't think there's any reason for there to be 160 teams in the minor leagues, especially because only about 18% of those guys make it <clears throat> to the majors in the end. So, like, there's no reason to basically keep the hopes and dreams of some of these guys alive that probably should exit out. So, I don't see a problem with it. And that allows for more money to go to uh, less players, so the final leaguers who actually de- deserve a chance to be there can actually make a living playing it instead of getting multiple jobs. I don't
0: know. Nick, what about you? Um, what are your thoughts uh, yeah, on this? Yeah,
2: I fully agree with everything Chris said. Um, you know, if you look at the breakdown of the 42 teams that are slated to be cut, Um, A majority of them are either rookie or short season level, which is like the two lowest levels in the minor leagues. So you'd be looking at about 17 rookie teams, 11 short season teams, and uh, about 10 class A and four double A teams. That's the breakdown that they're proposing. So it's a majority of people that are probably never going to make it in the majors anyways. Um, You know, it's a little bit, I think what's separate is that the minor league players are going to be paid more in 2021, assuming all this virus shit is behind us. Um, I think that was separate because I think that's already been agreed to and the minor league reduction is still in progress. Um, But that being said, I think by reducing the footprint of the minors a little bit, you're you're maintaining – uh, the, the product that we've known and loved for the last hundred years, you know, like the cheap tickets, the cheap cotton candy, go see some baseball that's affiliated with a major league team. Um, so, you know, maintain that product and ensure that the people that are in it are getting paid a little bit more, um, yeah. a more livable wage for the people who get to play the game still. And for those who no longer get to play the game, who are being part of the 40 cuts, you know, it's an opportunity for them to find a career that's going to pay them better over the long haul. So I think this is a good thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, it, is, like I definitely obviously wouldn't get rid of the minor league. I'm a big fan of the minor leagues, like, as it is. I really like kind of that atmosphere and giving guys who wouldn't have a chance, um, a chance, especially if they didn't get scouted as much out of college. And there still is that chance. I mean, short season and rookie, like, those guys are pretty much undrafted down there if they're starting all the way down there, or guys that have been injured a lot and need some extra time. So, like, I mean, getting those 28, honestly, I would get rid of those two leagues altogether if it was my choice. Yeah. Because the amount of guys all the way down there that actually make it to the pros is extremely small. Um. I wouldn't be surprised if it's more than like 5% of those guys all the way down there actually make it to the to the league. So I mean, and there's plenty of independent leagues as well that like if those guys still wanted to go for it like they could, they just, you know, would be through a team that's not that doesn't have anything to do with the MLB. So like there is other options.
3: So my thoughts on this is that I think the MLB majorly fucked up. This should have been actually a doubling from 160 to 320. We should. This is how you get leverage against any player in the majors that are need to sit out a season. You're just oh, like, oh, God. we have 320 minor leaguers you can pick oh. out of. If they're running out of players to put in the minor leagues, just go to high school. If the high school's too full, go to middle school. Go get little leaguers and stuff them up in that minor leagues. And uh, I think that's bullshit. But I, Chris, I, at a serious point, I think the reduction to 120 teams, while it will be a wage increase, I don't think it's sustainable to be considered a living wage. And many players will still be looking for multiple jobs. Well, Minor league pay has been pretty terrible. Um,
1: right. At so- 160,
3: even at 120, it's not going to be that much better.
1: Well, so I mean, as it is,
3: what I'm saying is, you're going to have to reduce, like what you said, with getting rid of those two leagues. That's where you're going to start getting to see sustainable wages, not at 120.
1: I mean, well, the, I mean, the 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 minor leagues are increasing their pay either way. Like even from short um, to even the the rookie and uh, short season guys are still going to be making four hundred dollars as opposed to only two hundred and ninety. So I mean it's still not a lot, still probably not worth it. Like you're only making sixteen hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. um, at that level. But I mean I'd say like double A you're you're gonna be making six hundred dollars now a week instead of three hundred and fifty. I'd say like that's a that's that's a livable wage. Um
3: depends on where you're living
2: well, most of these minor league teams are in smaller markets, yeah. So they're yeah. not there's, in like there's, cities.
1: There's very few minor league teams that are. I mean, there, there. I don't think there is any, except for maybe like Tulsa, if you can count Tulsa. Tulsa is probably like the biggest city that you'll see um, minor league teams at. Other than that, like it's it's pretty small. Like I mean, just look at the Nationals um, with with their minor league teams. Like Fresno, Fresno is not that big. Um, Fredericksburg. Not that big. Like it's all like fairly middle of the road towns and cities. I mean, if you think about it, like six hundred dollars a week for the double A guys, like what? That's twenty four hundred dollars a month. So forty eight thousand dollars a year. That that's.
3: It's not bad, that, but that's
1: that's definitely livable. Um, and they're not going to be doing that for their entire life. Like you're you're either going to be in double A for I that well. Most guys. I mean, some way like, some players
3: have stuck in double A and then gone to Triple yeah. barely like, like just getting least, called up and then going at back least down. Forty
1: eight thousand dollars, like you don't need another job with forty eight thousand dollars a year. Um, with three hundred fifty dollars a week, I I don't know that he's what fourteen hundred dollars a month. So, I, I like <clears> twenty eight. <throat> so it's basically twenty eight thousand versus forty eight thousand over the year. Like, I I'd say that that's a quite a nice jump. Um, and if you minimize these leagues down, like you're just going to have even more money to be able to spend on these minor leaguers to actually give them like an actual wage.
2: Yeah. So, I think this yeah. is, this is also like a long-term play, not just a short-term play. There could be future opportunities yeah. to raise wages again by cutting back on your minor league footprint.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember
3: one of the Nats players in an interview, I think it was either Matt Adams or someone else saying that getting paid so little in the minor leagues actually made it so they were like honed in on getting better because they all wanted to like get at least like higher pay and do that. So they were just like honing their craft day in and day out. And I'm going to Google and see quickly. That was it. it. just got into my head.
1: I mean, oh, yeah. he I, killed I've heard for that, that too. too. I yeah. forget who said it exactly, but that's a weird to me. I think it might have been Ryan Zimmerman.
3: No, it was not. It was um I'll look this up.
1: Either way, like that's a weird to me because I feel like most guys that are playing in the minors, they don't want to stay in the minors. Like, even if you are making a solid wage, like you could go out and make that that same wage at something equal so i I don't like if i'm a guy down there i'm still trying to get to the mlb i'm still putting all all the work in possible to get to that next level um oh it was adamant just be my
2: oh yeah that
1: might have been just my personal spirit but like there's a (laughs) but right now like there's a wanting more and like not getting a livable wage and that's the two things um like they're still not gonna be making a shit ton of money. Like forty eight thousand dollars a year still isn't that much money. Um You're not putting away I,
2: you, retirement money, but you're making enough to Yeah, well, to yeah, certainly you're making live.
1: Yeah. You're making enough that you only need one job instead yeah. of you need to be like a grocery store clerk, which is how it is right now for most of these guys, and all the way down like even a double A, like a guy playing double A, triple A ball shouldn't be after he's done with his game, going on to Grocery store clerk at the local Walmart.
2: (laughs) Focus Um, 100% on the game. Yeah, and that's
1: going
0: to which is why I advocate for every minor leaguer to be paid at least 70 grand a year. Um, I think that is a good enough wage that they'll be able to live on it. And also, Rahul, your first point violates a lot of child labor laws about creating leagues in middle <laughs> school. And hey, hey, hey. So, <laughs> we're gonna, 70 so you're going to have to reassess. might be a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> if, the love I uh, Varun. I don't
2: think the
1: league
0: can afford just wants to pay everyone grand. a
2: million.
1: Seventy grand up and down the board, <laughs> up and down the the pipeline. That that's a lot.
3: Well, learners certainly couldn't afford it. Seeing how they're trying to cheap out initially. Oh,
1: God, don't even get me started with that. Ooh! Ooh!
3: <laughs> all right, all right.
0: Moving on from my from my trollish comments. Um, <laughs> quick little factoid for you all: Seventeen point six percent of drafted and signed players ultimately make the majors.
3: Not Ye- this year. Though. That is uh, so. And we were talking about yeah. this in the last podcast, I believe, about how it's going to change with this new draft format.
1: Well, it's not a new it's format.
3: <laughs> well, the shortened I draft format?
1: Like a, I wouldn't call it a new draft format. I would call it a. They have to because of the coronavirus. But
3: they're keeping it shortened another year, right? To an extent? Yeah,
1: 20, 20, 20 rounds next year, and then it's back to normal in 2022.
3: They should probably keep Which, it you know, 20 like, rounds, if to be they honest. Do,
1: an interesting thought is if they do bring down the my, amount of my league teams, do they bring down the draft um, in rounds just in general? I feel yeah, like they would.
3: I, I think they would. It would makes sense.
1: It's not enough room to house all these players. So I'd say they bring it down to like 30, 30 rounds.
3: I wonder if this also encourages um, players to stay in school or actually go to college to like better their sport because there's going to be less. Well, uh, I mean, drafted.
1: Most of the high school guys don't go to the MLB if they're not in the top ten, so that won't change. Hmm. Gotta be like Jordan a lot did. more high school guys this season are not going to go to the MLB just because the salary is so low and it's just not worth it. Um, like twenty thousand dollars, just not not worth it being drafted or being signed when you could be making like hundreds of thousand of dollars a year next next season off the signing bonus
3: yeah i can see that it's just i think also um this might have an effect towards the players that are drafted like people going for more of a sure thing but the mlb draft initially was a ton of rounds so like decreasing it to just 20 of the next year is probably not going to have effect in how people draft how gms draft
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, not 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 really. Like the the la- the second half of the 20 20- the second half of the the draft is kind of like, you know, the 6th and 7th round of the NFL draft. Like I mean, you hope for these guys to pan out, but in the end, like it's it's tough.
3: You just it's hope gonna... you land a good old Chad Kelly in the 7th.
1: Yeah. <sighs> so
3: This man, this man said, Chad.
1: Do you think we'll have a baseball season at all?
0: I
2: don't think we will.
0: No, I I don't think so. Because after after seeing that the owners put the sixty game uh, proposal and the players shot, and then seeing, yeah, and then the players were like, "All right, how about seventy games?" Which is Seems like a minor difference, like the owners like freaked out.
1: Well, apparently from what I've been hearing is that it's they don't think they can't get the re they're saying they can't get the league ready by the time that happens. Um, Mm. Hmm. So that's their kind of counter argument as it is. So that's why I personally think there is going to be a season. The owners are just waiting until it's impossible for the players not to accept a 60 game season,
3: yeah.
1: um, I think the it's... owners will give the players whatever. Like, we keep hearing the owners are conceding some things, like next year's playoffs won't be expanded and things like that. Um, so, I think they'll wait until the last moment <clears throat> that the players can't do 70 games, 66 games, whatever, and they'll take the 66 game deal with all the stipulations that work in the favor of the players
3: so i it think if like that cool deal with them. deal goes through um, baseball is probably the best sport equipped to play under these coronavirus conditions that won't just get shut down um like cool. let's say like the transmission of the virus in other sports like basketball or football so yeah. this could be a bit of like an experiment to see how long they can go until it just becomes unbearable, and they have to shut down the sport, or if they can just play the whole season as it is, um, under uh, despite the pandemic.
0: Well, you also have to consider that two two major markets in Florida and Arizona are currently. And also Texas are not currently in the best shape yeah. when it comes to California. Like we kind of,
1: we've kind of flipped. Like New California York's doing too. pretty well right now. Cal-
0: yep, yep. Also California. Like New York
1: City was the worst one at the beginning, right? But like they're, they're actually doing yeah. like fairly well now.
0: Like yeah. DC,
1: like our area was doing not so great. Now, like we're doing like better at least.
0: Right. Um,
1: I wouldn't say as as all... good as New York City, but and like Florida and or Arizona didn't have any cases, and now it's kind of we've kind of flipped the script.
3: I think Which also. Interesting,
1: do you think that maybe like if this trend continues, maybe they'll try and do something up in New York or something like that?
3: I think they're probably like people are waiting to see what happens like after the cases forum, the protest get started like are there any going to be a huge like uptick in cases like 15 days after the start of the protest if that's the case then i think it's probably not going to be stuck to florida and texas if it's not then it'll probably be in new york i would assume
1: yeah i mean and the
2: other concern uh, i was going to say real quick that the other concern is that Uh, A lot of times with the virus, it's like there are different hotspots. So it's like, you know, New York Mm -hmm. was the hotspot. Now Florida and Arizona and Texas are the hotspots. But, you know, in a couple of weeks, those states could be better off. And then a different area could be a hotspot that we (laughs) haven't accounted for. So it's
1: so I mean, it might be an interesting thought, though, to maybe get something because there is a lot of teams in New York and like that area um, that they could possibly do some kind of hub city thing if it comes to that. But knowing the let's MLB, also... that would never happen because it's the MLB and they can't get shit done ever. Um, but, you know,
0: let's also not forget one Toronto Blue Jays who may have to deal with travel restrictions when it so comes the to this kind of that, thing that,
1: that I feel that. But if we're going to go with a hub city thing, um, an idea like, like doing all the spring training facilities, they won't have to worry about that because they'll, they won't be over in canada like the big thing is crossing the border right um, yeah so
0: but, but like even then like players i mean they blue jays have to cross the border and vice versa well to play games most of the players i don't think that'd be an issue there.
1: like most most of the players are not there at this point the like the, the guys for the blue jays those guys aren't up there
2: yeah um, plus i think that, yeah, that's also a good point point. plus i think they'd get a waiver I think both governments have said that they're willing to, yeah, provide waivers for the sports leagues and all that. That, kind that stuff. would but be it... tough,
1: though, if Canada still has this two-week thing in place. Yeah, that they it, have it... the quarantine that they're required to.
2: Yeah, it definitely it complicates the hell out of it, though, for sure.
1: Yeah, if they have the hub city, the Florida thing, or maybe a, try something in New York or things like that. Like, I don't think it would be a problem then, but. If they play in their actual home field, that might be a bit difficult. They maybe they'll do something where like Toronto shares a field with a team, um, for the season. They might do something like that, just to keep it simple, because mm-hmm. it's not like they're going to be playing in front of fans anyway. So hey. yeah, one of the Fancy nicer times. facilities, probably.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. All right. Well, before we wrap up baseball, I just want to do another little, nice little, nice, some other new, nice, nice little nuggets, nuggets, that's and nice. uh, some extra news background. So, an MLB affiliate is pay actually pays all the salaries of the players and coaches. So that's kind of interesting for the minors? Um, yeah the the minor yeah, league is the the so.
1: to they wouldn't be able to support themselves if it wasn't that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then um, in twenty, all right. I'm not gonna lie. It says M-I-L-B. I thought it was. I thought you. Uh, I thought you did a typo, or no, I was gonna minor. say men. I thought it was gonna say men in black, MLB crossover. Anyway, God, never mind. You're um, so nerdy. An- he calls another a
1: member of the DC sports
0: brain trust. I know, right? Maybe you should go to the. The know. my the, the minor leagues for this. <laughs> maybe you should go to the
2: DC Sports Professional Wrestling. Yeah,
0: I, I
1: think my my encore. Yeah, dad I mean... wanted to call up. So, well, maybe we'll All right. replace you we'll with, just with John All right, with son. John Deck <laughs> or Mike Deck.
0: Amen, son. Amen. Amen. If if they are more you deserving and climb. I'm less If I if they are more deserving, then bring them on in. <laughs> World uh, of meritocracy here. What were you trying to
3: say? Oh, my God. Go.
0: Come over to other additional nuggets. So, in 2013, uh, 16 of the top 20 valued uh, minor league baseball teams actually posted up a net profit. So, that's kind of cool. You um, like Since to see. we're
1: kind of on the topic of uh, the coronavirus a little bit, mm. um, there's some talk around hockey, actually. Yeah. Uh, that they might just in general start their league in january like forever instead of like just this serious, so they can just go next season
2: whoa oh, i hadn't heard that that's yeah. interesting so they'd be starting uh when does the season january. normally start
1: uh like november-ish i want yeah. to say maybe september september we have so they'd be out. starting in october it starts in october Okay. Wow. So
0: basically they'd be starting in the midst of NFL playoffs?
1: Yeah, so nah, nah, October January, is like, like
0: just normal pretty much. Football. Well, no, he said January. Yeah, oh, so oh, NHL oh, would yeah.
1: start in January instead. It's an interesting thought because, I mean, I think it makes kind of some sense. Um, it also makes it so all of our sports leagues start and end at different times, which I think is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, you could just go. You could just seamlessly go from one sport to another. Yeah, which like, is nice. I
1: mm. mean, the the postseason for NHL would end around end of June, pretty much. I'd say, um, right when baseball is starting to get heated up, Then, obviously baseball ends right when football is starting to heat up, and then football ends right when basketball is starting to heat up. So you know, hmm. I think it's pretty cool as just the the sports guy. <laughs> Of, like, always having something that's heating up.
3: And, of yeah, course, sure. the greatest sport of them all, the MLS starts on February and ends on October.
0: Hey, let's go, D.C. United. United. Let's go DC United! Let's go. All right, well, let's go ahead and uh, move on to basketball. Um, so we saw – we got some news that uh, Davis Davis Berton, who – of the Wizards is actually going to be sitting out um, the uh, Orlando tournament. Uh, in addition to that, the NBA draft is in three days. Why don't we talk about that a little bit? Rahul, I'm going to start with you.
3: So I think uh, people were already like hypothesizing that Bertans would sit out um, because there's really no reason for him to go and injure himself when he's like very few weeks away from getting, cashing in a big payday for having, like, one of his best seasons ever. So this is kind of a no-brainer for Bertans. I think the agent probably didn't even have to tell him. It's like, hey, you're going to have to sit this out and not even, like, play for the Wizards, try to make it. And actually, the Wizards sent out a statement that they do support Bertans, and they're going to regard him as a high-priority free agent signing. But I think he's going to actually get quite a bit of an audience in free agency. Um, possibly the Pistons or who else would want to sign for and he's kind of a valuable player in that sense. The NBA draft uh, being in three days, um, I am not really that into uh, the prospects going into it, but I think it would be kind of interesting to look back on this in our future podcast next week to see the players that are drafted and compare them with uh, players previously drafted under the shepherd administration. What say you Chris? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I I kind of agree. (laughs) Like, My, my knowledge on basketball is <laughs> very shallow. I'd say, um, probably the least I, un, I know about analytically playing, uh, I played a bunch of it when I was, uh, younger, but you know, uh, I, it, it'll be interesting to recap it and to see where this organization is really going. I mean, we've talked about this for a while. of have uh, the wizards needing like that big man that bona fide big man that they don't really have yet so I think it'll be interesting to see uh, exactly how they take this team uh, if they maybe if they draft a guy that is supposed to like replace John wall maybe that tells us something that they're not confident enough in John wall or there's something we don't know about his injury that they do know so I don't know it'll be interesting uh, no matter who they draft a lot of different
3: options. So you're and, saying trade up and get LaMelo Ball?
1: Uh, no. I cannot Hell describe, yeah! I, I, I do not I just, subscribe to the Big Baller B, brand. B, B.
3: I'm that getting that tattooed I, once we sign him.
1: That, the, if I, that yes! That family makes me want to throw
0: up. I want to see LaVar Ball at Capital One Arena oh making God. a fool of himself. <laughs> That's and good. try and try to sell his sneakers for five hundred dollars. Oh God!
1: <laughs> uh. Even even uh, Lo- <laughs> Lamar, right?
0: Lavar, Le- Levar. 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 Yeah. Levar. Okay, there's Levar, There's Lamello, There's Leangelo, and there's Lonzo. Uh, yeah, Lavar
2: L- is the dad. I was thinking of Lonzo. Yeah,
0: La- Lonzo.
1: Even Lonzo doesn't subscribe. It doesn't even do the shoes anymore. So yeah, he got. <laughs> yeah, out there's it. a
3: flying out. And then hell, just bring back Dwight Howard and have him injured and Leang- bought it again.
2: Leangelo caused a um, an international crisis by getting arrested in China.
1: Yeah, that whole sure family is a mess.
2: Didn't the Secretary of Defense have to get involved to get yes. them out of prison or something? And
1: and Donald Trump was like, "Hey, let's bring our boys back."
2: Ugh.
0: Yeah. And I was like, "Oh God, here we go." <laughs> no. The, the
3: circus is I
0: mean, I mean, I mean I mean, Lonzo's keeping a low profile in New Orleans, so...
1: Yeah. I mean, I've always had more respect for Lonzo than I did the rest of that insane family, because Lonzo Ball, I feel like out of all of them, is the one guy that's like, I just want to play basketball and get the job done.
2: So looking at a lot LaMelo of the mocks, Ball
1: is exactly like his father, I think.
2: Yeah. Um, Both, looking at uh, a lot of the Mox Mellows. LaMelo's going to go top 10. Somebody's yeah. going to take him. Um,
3: hey, you know who him, top 10? The Wizards. Seems
2: like
0: a big risk. For, I saw uh, him go
2: as high as number three in some of these mocks.
3: I think that's just like a name kind of novelty kind of thing rather than axle projection for number three overall.
2: Yeah, but you know what else is weird is there's no consensus number one this year. They're really talking... I think it's two it names in particular that they're talking about. It's Edwards out of Georgia and Wiseman out of Memphis. And I don't I'm, really know either of them. But...
1: I mean, I feel like we might if we got some March Madness. I wonder if that's um, to do with Mar- with not having the full college basketball season. Uh, the fact that there's not a consensus, number one. Probably. Because uh, March Madness can be telling a lot because it shows, like, if a guy can perform under the lights – uh, especially with Memphis, I feel like they probably don't perf- play under the lights that much. Uh, Georgia as well, actually, both those teams are not the biggest NCAA basketball basketball organizations, so uh, could be an interesting thought. People don't know exactly who to go with.
0: The Wizards who will be drafting LaMelo Ball. <laughs> BBB. Let's go.
1: We're going to see Varun in a Big Baller brand hat. Bro, absolutely.
0: I'm, I'm easy I'm Googling it right now. God. All right, BigBallerBrandIncorporated.com, baby. We out here. Catch me in the fall <laughs> in Cap 1. Are you... <laughs>
1: Fruit's not gonna be like a Patriots fan or an anything, Brand. He's, gonna be, he's just gonna be a ball
3: fan. Oh, he's gonna be that. one of those like person fans, like where he's a fan of the player. Yeah. He's just oh, no, a fan I'd of Lamelo like, Ball, like a Peyton Manning once, fan or a Tom Brady fan. I once a talked Bronx to a, to a Bronx guy fan. that
1: uh, a guy when I when I went to East Carolina, um, I I once knew a guy who was a LeBron James fan, <clears throat> and I know there's a lot of those, but. He told me that he would just follow him from team to team. Ew. I was like, "What?" So he'd have to That's...
3: buy a Miami Heat jersey and then go buy yeah. a Cleveland jersey. So
1: when he went oh. to this was right when LeBron went to the Heat, um,
0: took his took his I was dis- like took his talents to South Beach.
1: Yeah, he he was like he's he was from like North Carolina. I was like, "Why are you a Heat fan?" And he was like, "Well, I'm not really a Heat fan. I'm just a LeBron James fan."
3: That's so, like, so gross. Were, so
1: were you a Caval- <laughs> so were you a Cavaliers fan like a year ago and he was like, "Oh yeah, I've got a LeBron James Cavs jersey in in my uh, dorm room." And I was like, "What?
3: Are those like, fans or are they just like I, stalkers?"
1: I don't know. I was like, "You're just bandwagoning LeBron because he's the best player in the NBA."
3: LeBron James. <laughs>
1: Like I, I could never see anybody in baseball just follow one player from sport to sport, and I, I mean, I think that's for the most part the same with the NFL, except for maybe Tom Brady, and even then, like I don't think
3: there was, uh, uh, there was a lot of um, Peyton Manning fans, like where they followed him from the Colts to the Broncos.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just weird to me because it's it just means you don't have a loyalty to an actual team. You just have, I mean, what what happens when he retires? Where do you go?
3: No, you You, probably just stick with the team he was playing with last. Yeah, but like, do you feel attached to that team? Probably not. You're just like looking for the next big thing, and you're like, "Oh, that player! I was always a fan of him," and like like, just follow that team. It's like a repeating cycle kind of thing.
1: Like if you if you if if Peyton Manning wins the Super Bowl, do you buy like a or let's see Anthony Rondone? If one of us was was an Anthony Rondone fan. You bought the World Series uniform for him, I guess, but not the Nationals one the thing? I don't know. It's weird. I don't understand it.
0: Then you would have to put out another hundred and something bucks for an Angels jersey.
3: It's, yeah. it's kind of weird to be a Rendon fan, like for a fan of someone who is great at baseball, but just isn't as passionate about baseball like other players that's just kind of like weird to me it's just like oh i'm a fan of this player who doesn't really like his job that much i mean he does like his job but it's not like his one thing that's fueling him
2: yeah I don't know why.
1: Like, fueling Anthony Rundown.
2: I kind of like it. It's a little bit. It's a little bit different. It's not like he actively hates it or anything, but it is kind of funny. Just his persona. It's it's different. Oh yeah. It you is know, I, I, liked, different. I, I always
1: liked it that he was like he didn't he had the slowest heartbeat of all time. That's one of the things yeah. I liked about it. Like nothing got to him. Um. Even the one time he got rege- or, uh, ejected. Uh he basically said nothing to the umpire and the umpire ejected him for it
2: <laughs> i remember the first time he got ejected and he him and the ref were just chewing each other out <laughs> but that was that was like uh that was a few years ago and then a year after that was when he got ejected for like throwing the bat and yeah like no emotion whatsoever and he looks yeah, at the he... ref like did you just throw me out but he didn't even say anything
1: yeah, no, but, I th- I think that's the one I'm thinking of. He, yeah. like, threw the bat over
2: to the uh, to the boy in a, in a little
1: bit of frustration. Yeah, um, but it wasn't
2: that bad. Like, people get if, thrown out for that, – that's a dumb reason to get thrown yeah, out. Yeah,
1: people stay in the game for far more than what he did. Um, yeah. And, the like, he wasn't even looking at the umpire. He was walking away, and the umpire ejected him without even looking. And There's a –
2: There's another ejection a few years before that that was pretty funny. Back when he had the the longer hair Um, (laughs) and he got in the ump's face and it was just, it was funny because I've never seen that before.
0: Yeah. Um. So guys, they have this bomb. So big baller brand has this bomber jacket for $55. It's 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 low key kinda hard. So I will be purchasing it and wearing it if LaMelo Ball
3: gets drafted Big to the Wizards Baller brand bomber jacket. Oh,
0: <laughs> this is
1: this we've we've hit rock bottom. This is when we know we've hit rock
3: bottom as n- Why here. did you put LaMelo Ball here? Now it's just like always on everyone's mind. He's just like, Oh my god, I'm fantasizing LaMelo Ball, the Wizards
0: jersey. I love I it. I feel just like the ball
3: the
2: family. Otherwise, we wouldn't have shit to talk about. Nobody cares about the NBA trap in this group, cares about the
3: Wizards. That's why Lamelo Ball just lift them up.
2: I feel
1: like the Ball family is the Kardashians of the sports world. Nobody really knows why they're around. Nobody really knows why they're so famous. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, look, the 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 ball family is big because Levar Ball loves to run his mouth, and he got right. he got exposure for his kids. I have a I I think he did this entire time knowing his kids were going to be up and coming players in basketball. So he basically started to run his mouth as his kids were coming into the coming into age to like play in the NBA or play in leagues around the world. So he did this to get shine on his families so that way it enhances his kids' careers. And to be fair, to be fair, a father doing whatever he can to help his kids, that's commendable. But no,
1: I understand like <laughs> why he did it. It's just like why is he so big still?
3: <laughs> like why do like, he still he went care? On,
1: he went on like ESPN to talk to Stephen A, <laughs> to argue with Stephen A about I don't even know what anything under the sun because those two guys in a room together is apparently tv gold one why well like comparing it to the kardashians who are just as ridiculous and over the top like they're both ridiculous and over the top just because they know that people are going to enjoy that
3: there's <laughs> so. always news coming out of that family it's like any day now there's going to be like a birth certificate lavar balls last name is actually like lavar bugle or banjo
1: like they're the kardashians of the sports world there's always something okay but but also but also you kind of something coming out of the balls (laughs) (laughs) all
0: right anyway well all right all right let's go ahead and move on and talk about uh football shall we the redskins are doing their second jersey number retirement they're retiring bobby mitchell's number 49 uh nick Let's let's start with you. What do you think about this? Do you think that the Redskins should have retired more numbers? Uh, Do you think it's good that they're not retiring as many numbers? What are just your overall Um, thoughts
2: on this? Well, for starters, so what happened is uh, they're going to retire his jersey number, which was long overdue in my opinion, and they're going to rename the lower bowl of FedEx field after him, Um, both of which I think are phenomenal ideas. I'm fully on board with both. Um, You know, but – Bobby Mitchell in his own right, um, kind of outside of, you know, he was the first black player to ever play for the Redskins, um, you know, in a time period where they did not have a very welcoming owner. And uh, he went on to be a Hall of Famer, uh, one of the most productive halfbacks or what we would call running backs today um, of all time. And spent like 35 years in the Redskins front office after the fact probably could have been our general manager. Uh, I think he got passed over by Charlie Casserly. Um, You know, Charlie Casserly did win a Super Bowl for us, but uh, you know, Bobby Mitchell could have been our general manager and and the guy's a Redskins legend. He he obviously absolutely deserves to have his number retired. Um, Absolutely deserves to be honored uh, by having FedEx fields, lower bowl renamed after him. So I think those are both great. Um, with the retired numbers, you know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I actually am kind of more on board with what the Redskins have currently done. Um, so they've only got two players retired. Um, and in all counts, probably two of their greatest players ever. Uh, Sammy Baugh, who was just a legend in, um, oh gosh, when did he play? Like the 1940s and 50s? Um guy's a legendary quarterback and defensive back. You know, nobody has ever done what he's done since. Um, And you've got Bobby Mitchell accolades speak for themselves. So I kind of like where they do that, where it's, you know, two very, very deserving people have numbers retired. Um, It makes it like a very special thing. You know, they've got a lot of other guys who they hesitate to give numbers out to, you know, like Sean Taylor. Who I think's number will be retired eventually, Um, you know. Obviously, there was the the case with Joe Theismann's number not being worn for probably thirty years, and then Dwayne Haskins asked for his blessing to wear that. Um, So they have a lot of guys who they haven't given the number out, but they haven't formally retired. Um, I'm okay with it. Oh,
0: what about you? I mean.
3: So I think, um, well, I'm reading more about Bobby Mitchell and, uh, he died. He passed away, uh, unfortunately on April, 2020. And I think it's just kind of embarrassing by Dan Snyder, um, for not inducting him and like retiring his Jersey and doing all of this like before, while he was still living, like he could have done this at any time and he chose to wait until it was like a gigantic controversy to have, um basically george marshall everywhere and then he was just like all right all right we're going to change the lower bowl name to bobby mitchell and all of this other stuff and like that kind of doesn't sit right with me and that they couldn't have they couldn't honor him while he was still alive um that being said regarding retiring other numbers um kind of on the same vein uh i think they should retire Dell green's jersey number um just because he's like the aegis wonder he's played for so many years at such a high level one of the fastest players in the league and he's 20 just years, I think. 20 yeah and he's just had just accumulated accolades over year in and year out and it just feels like he is that jersey number a lot of fans talk about um retiring sean taylor jersey while he hasn't uh unfortunately never got those accolades and his uh, playing career was cut short, um, as pretty much everyone uh, knows that listens to this podcast. Um, it's, I think, it's like kind of hard to make him a retired jersey number, and it's kind of like he is the biggest unofficial retired jersey number in the Redskins. No one really wears twenty one on the Redskins um, in honor of him, and I kind of like that—that that it's like kind of an undeserved, like a. Like, no one has to say anything, um, and he'll wear it. Landon Collins has been talking about um, getting the blessing to wear 21, but honestly, he's never going to wear 21, and no safety after him will wear 21. Um, it's just an unsaid retirement. So, But I think what they should officially retire is dark greens at the end of the day.
2: Yeah, I don't think anyone's worn Art Monk either, um, 81. Uh, or Daryl Green, 28, uh, since they've played. So they're not officially retired, but they have been kind of restricted. But uh, to to, uh, piggyback off what you said, I definitely agree with the, um, what was it? Uh, I I definitely agree with the Bobby Mitchell thing. Like, there's nobody more deserving of having their number retired on the Redskins than Bobby Mitchell. Uh, Like, bar none, like, he's the obvious... Next choice, and it should have been done a long time ago. Um, my guess is it was probably done as a posthumous thing, but it was still way too late. Like you should have done it a long time ago.
3: Yeah, um, I am even glad they even did just it like a game. few months ago, like in January or something, like when our season yeah. was wrapping up. Just like it, you know,
2: it was long overdue and yeah. should have been done a long time ago. But you know, I'm glad they did it. Agreed. So. <clears throat>
1: I, uh, so basically I'm a bigger fan of not retiring numbers at all, or, well, I'm, I'm a fan of retiring them, but it's gotta be like, I'd say your top five players in franchise history. Like, you know, that this guy is going to be top five pretty much forever. I'm a bigger fan of having like an unspoken kind of nobody wears this number. Cause so basically like. You only have so many numbers. I think it's a lot easier to allow people to wear a number that is unofficially retired than it is officially retired. So like, I mean, the bears have retired 14 numbers. Like at that point, you're starting to get a little bit low on numbers. And I mean, as history goes on, <laughs> it's, it's only going to go up. Right. So I think it's a lot more awkward to take away a, already retired number and say, okay, his number is up for grabs now than it is saying, okay, this guy played a hundred years ago. We never really, we never really retired his number. I think it's a lot easier to do that than officially retiring it. So I think that might be part of the reason why Bobby Mitchell's number wasn't retired um, for as long as it was because like they wanted to make sure that like this guy was going to be, the guy for a very 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 long time, um, which is again why the Redskins probably only have two retired numbers. Um, for that reason, specifically. some teams At
2: don't retire numbers. Yeah. The Cowboys don't. The Raiders. I'm, I'm a. I,
1: I I like retiring numbers. Just it's got to be very 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 like one in a one every like twenty years kind of thing. I think about officially retiring a number.
3: Yeah, but um talking about like one of the top players in your franchise, you'd be hard pressed to find a list without Green in the top five of like Redskins players of all time. And even oh, yeah. like he's in a lot of top threes. Like yeah, he's like just... you really can't tell the history of the Redskins without Green. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm surprised that Daryl Green has not had it, but I again I, I also think that retiring numbers I mean it it's it's a tough thing to do.
2: Um, It makes it more special for those who do get it. So like when they do honor Bobby Mitchell, like it's, you know, obviously it's only the second one in franchise history. It means something. Yeah. Um,
1: And like, as soon as you get to like that over five, over 10 numbers where you start like saying, all right, you know, another one, another one, another one. It's, it doesn't mean as much.
3: Yeah. Uh, I just would much rather do it while they're still alive so they can see, what oh, well, they yeah. accomplished. And that's Obvious also thing. why I'm pushing for Green to get it. Just because yeah. he's like only 60 now, and then you could just give it to him and it'd be like he's such an 60. honor to see him. Yeah, he is 60.
2: No way. Holy shit, he is 60.
3: <laughs> yep, February 15th. That's nuts. 1960.
2: God, I thought he was like
3: 45. <laughs> <laughs> Truly the ageless wonder if you're thinking that. Running yeah. a 443 <laughs> at age 50 on his 50th birthday he could outrun most of the cornerbacks that we have right now like pretty that are playing
1: he like i'm looking at some of his pictures like from today like what he looks like today he looks He's pretty young. young for 60
2: yeah he is yeah so and yeah. he could still run in, like, probably... He'd probably still run, like, a four five or something today. He ran, like, a
0: 4.38 on his 40th birthday.
3: Yeah, it was a well, 4.43, but yeah, still really That's goddamn cool. impressive.
0: The fact that Rahul had that, like, off the top of his head,
3: that is... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, can you imagine, like, you're just reading the news one day and you're like, Daryl Green runs a 4.43.40 on his 50th birthday. It's like, NFL players struggle to run that... Like at the age of 22, 23, like to see someone at 50, Josh Norman couldn't run that shit.
2: (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, both the Josh's,
3: (laughs) both the Josh's couldn't run that shit. So it's just like, he was like truly an incredible player at that time. And like, what better way to honor him than retiring his jersey number? Mm
1: -hmm. No, I mean, yeah, obviously I would much, much, much rather see players like actually get to have that honor. Um, and like really experience it. Like we saw, uh, who was the one that? Shit, I I totally am blanking on who it was again. But uh, there was a player recently that had his number retired, like fairly recently, and he just started tearing up, um, at the sight of his number going going to the raft, going into the rafters. I think it was one of the Spurs players.
2: Um, Probably Tim Duncan. That.
1: Yeah. I'm going to look it up.
2: Manu?
3: Was it Ginobili? Was
2: it? Duncan's jersey was retired in
0: 2016. I think Duncan's who you're thinking thinking of. Oh. Uh, Well, Manu had his retired last year. That might have been it. It might have been it. So... Possibly, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, like getting your jersey retired is definitely a big thing. Oh, there is a video of Tim Duncan tearing up when he had his jersey retired. Tim Duncan, then. Yeah, I didn't know. Just guessed. (laughs) Um,
2: But yeah, the you know the Chicago Bears have the most. They have fourteen jersey retirements. That just seems kind of crazy.
3: Can you name like even like three? off the top of your head,
1: is Urlacher
0: one of them? Urlacher has to be. be. Er,
1: Erlacher. See, Erlacher is a guy no, that, like, I would thing. say, yeah, here's a guy.
0: guy. <laughs> now
1: here's a <the> guy. <laughs> I can say,
2: Walter, let me think about the Bears: Walter Payton, Erlacher, yeah. Mike Singletary. There's three right there. Yeah, I bet that's all
1: a... right. I'm I'm pulling them up right now. So we got Bronco Nagurski.
2: Oh yeah, Walter. George McCaffrey. Oh, yeah,
1: George Hallis, Willie Willie Gallimore, Walter Payton, Gail Sayers, yes. Brian Piccolo, Sid Luckman, Dick Butkus, Bill Hewitt, Bill George, Clyde Turner, Red Grange, Mike Ditka.
2: Those there are those are some pretty good My ones. Ditka. Go.
1: I mean, the, uh, the they the they bears used do for have the commercials green Packers. The Bears do have a very storied organization. Like, they've had some pretty fantastic teams, but 14 is still, like,
3: a lot. The Redskins had arguably the best team in NFL history.
2: Erlacher, uh, yeah, 1991 was not the best team in history. Um, they don't have Erlacher retired yet.
1: Oh, yeah, they don't. He's wait, do you though. actually say
3: that 1991 was not the best Redskins team or the best was, NFL team?
2: It was the best Redskins team, but they're probably a better Red. Wasn't, uh, wasn't it? Isn't, isn't,
3: isn't there's actually an argument?
0: Isn't the 80s um, Bears man. like the best team? 85, 85 Bears
2: is what everyone says. Best defense. Uh, by the way, head coach uh, Riverboat Ron was part of that team. Um,
3: I I remember that happening in the news like a few years ago where the USA Today and Football Outsiders actually said that the 91 Redskins team is the greatest team in NFL history because it had the best defense and best offense compared to like the Bears, who was like like, one of the best defenses ever. We were
2: 14 and 2, right? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good, but you know, a lot of teams go 14 and 2, 15 and 1.
3: Yeah. Uh,
1: The Patriots went 16 and 0.
2: Yeah. They didn't win the Super Bowl though.
1: Eighteen wins and one giant loss.
3: Yeah, I think uh, the uh, the metrics that they did tell them by was like DVOA, like the Football Outsiders metric, but like just like being the best in offense, defense, and special teams. That was the ninety one Redskins compared to like the eighty five Bears or the Patriots wow. that went winless. Yeah, or sorry, lossless. That's going cool. winless. It would be kind of shocking. <laughs> That's something that only the Lions and Browns have done.
1: So to wrap things up for the day. <laughs> <Shut up>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Introducing our fifth guest.
1: To wrap things up for the day, just for a fun little question, I, I kinda wanna see what you all think. Who do you think has the best NFL jersey today?
0: Ooh, that's a good like question. like like most aesthetically like, pleasing NFL jersey?
1: Yes, like, the coolest looking. No, nothing else doesn't have... Their team doesn't have to be good. Just, who has the best NFL jersey, in your opinion?
3: Like, out of all teams, or are we just talking about Redskins?
1: No, no, no. This year, who has the coolest I NFL jersey? Like, I mean, it doesn't... Let's just... We can we can say, like, who has the coolest specific one? Like, it could be an alternate, it could be a throwback, it could be a uh, home, it could be away, you know, whatever. Just I out really there, like, uniform, set, who has the coolest one?
2: I really liked the uh, Buccaneers updated jersey that they put out this year. It was, like, clean, modern, simple. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they did a really good job with that.
3: My opinion is that the Chargers New Jerseys were so fucking fire. Like, those all blacks with the, the Lightning Bolt outline. Is just the best. Like it's such mm-hmm. a good jersey that they kind of reintroduced, and they had a killer commercial for it too. That they kind of displayed. I, I, I just love everything about the Chargers jerseys.
1: I've always like liked it. the Chargers scheme with their their color scheme. Um, I've always just enjoyed how they look. Uh, them and the Falcons. Falcons, the Falcons, I think Falcons is who
0: I was gonna say. I really like. I really yeah. like red and black together, and like they mm-hmm. find really cool ways of integrating that in. And I would, and like, and like sometimes in Madden I would pick the Falcons just because they had the coolest looking jerseys.
1: Yeah. No. I I've always been a fan of that red and black. Maybe that red and navy blue at the Nationals. Yeah. I l- uh, jerseys. <laughs> at the Nationals, Nats
0: drop the navy blue jerseys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, they what do you mean? Drop them, dude! Hello, <laughs> the navy blue jerseys that they wore during the playoffs. Oh, oh,
0: sorry. Wh- which which one am I thinking of that they should drop?
1: I the, don't know what you're talking about. There was
0: definitely. Oh, damn it! I know there was there was a jersey a long time. There's a jersey, one of the jerseys, like their alternate colors that they never dropped that they wo- that the Nats have worn during games that are fire. Uh, can you like describe it? <laughs> Honestly, honestly, it might have been one of their it blue was probably ones. Probably
1: blue. Um,
0: but like going going on their website I mean, right now, like the Nats only have red and white. Like I don't see their blue.
1: Are you just Google uh, well,
3: Nats so blue jerseys and look on images.
1: You can't buy that one yet. You're gonna be able to. Yeah,
0: that's the, the okay. Yes, yeah, okay, okay. So, I, okay, so okay, so okay, so my thought process is right. That's the one I want. Is are the blue ones? It's
1: the 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 blue ones yes. from the playoffs. Yeah. With the, yes. the script,
3: yeah, the lucky jersey. But you were
1: talking about the patriotic curly W, because there's two. I assume you're talking yeah, about the script. Yeah, I'm also.
0: talking about the script. But yeah, going that,
1: that one's supposed to be sold, I think. But you know, it's kind of gone, gone off the
3: rails. But going back to football, um, talking about the new jerseys and just like the looks, um, yeah. there are going to be a lot of teams unveiling new jerseys in 2021. And I was talking with Nick a while ago, It's just like, oh, God, here's where they bring in Sean Taylor with the 21 and unveil the Redskins new jerseys and, like, kind of tie it all in together. But I would really like an updated look for the Redskins jersey. They have kind of an iconic look um, just throughout the years. Um,
1: well, you can both
3: Nick and I, we detest the gold pants that Bruce Allen added, those hideous goddamn things.
1: Oh, yeah, there's...
3: Those I are mean, so bad. Yeah, just go, just do I like think... white. I feel like white would be good.
1: Well, I think if they white went is such like a good um,
0: scheme. Yeah.
1: I think white if of... they went for like a a white top, maroon pants, I think that'd be a pretty nice look too. Yeah, um, like a dark maroon. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty nice.
3: <laughs> the but, Jim Zorn.
2: Just, just a I mean, side like... note. Another jersey that's really nice uh, is the Forty ers all black with the red numbers. That's a pretty good Ooh, jersey. Nice
1: you one. know what's a really nice jersey? Oh yeah, dude. The, the, yeah, no, those Niners jerseys are nice nice. But you know what uh one of the best in the NFL are?
2: The
3: Ravens.
1: The Baltimore Raven all blacks.
3: It's yeah. What do you think of the Patriots red jerseys?
0: Uh I think with the right pants it looks cool. Like it like it has to go with like the white like if you put it with like white pants, they look cool. It's just too weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> like I just look at it, and I'm like, Ugh. I would. I I I had a I had a blue Tom Brady one, like the OG blue one. Um, and those are those are pretty nice.
1: Oh, the uh the the Nike uh Color Rush. Yeah, ones? I think so. The patriot the Patriots Nike Color Rush ones are pretty pretty nice.
0: Yeah. What was it?
1: Like, there's some Nike Color Rush ones that I'm like, that is disgusting. Like, I think the the Dolphins. If you've ever seen the Nike Color Rush Dolphin uniform, oh, are, are bad. Just the worst. They're like a neon kind of blueish, and like I remember, who were they playing when they played? It was.
0: And find out the answer next week. Oh, no, I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> so back, um, talking about oh, uniforms. They, they
1: were that orange, but yeah.
3: Uh, talking about uniforms, uh, back, uh, our Redskins defensive coordinator, Del Rio, and uh, Mike Nolan, actually uh, back in 2006, um, they got to wear actual dress suits uh, on the sidelines as coaching by Reebok uh, for a few games, and it actually like pretty looked pretty cool. I remember Belichick actually really wanted to wear a suit, even though he like wears a hoodie with like two torn-off arms because he hates what he has to wear by Nike. Um, but it I think I would really like that look back for coaches, like the kind of like the suit and tie and the coat look, rather than just them wearing some homeless jersey. Nah. Homeless looking nah. jersey.
0: Belichick looks like a football mafia don in his current look,
3: and that and that honestly is very, very uh Belichick in a suit on the sideline, that is imposing. <laughs> bro, that's scary. Belichick, but bro, Belichick with the hood up so... though.
0: Bruh. <laughs> I
1: found the game that I was thinking of. If you look up the Jaguars versus Titans Color Rush game, it is an abomination for your eyes cuz the Titans are wearing Oh like my
0: this god.
1: Blue that's just like this the color of the sky pretty much and the Jaguars are wearing like a gold like I mean, Yikes! Gold. Like I don't, I don't know how. Speaking ever I of describing. the
3: Jaguars, what the hell? I hate that two-tone helmet shit they have going on with their actual uniform and their helmet being the like the Jaguar spots. It's just ugh, it's yeah, so I mean, much it could, going on. I think
1: the Jaguars are trying a little too hard of like making their uniform super like edge like edge of I don't, know. <laughs> I don't even know, uh, like. The threshold of technology, pretty much, like it's.
0: Yeah, I know, yeah, it it, it yeah. definitely seems pretty try hard.
1: I, I don't know exactly how to put it, but like it's like they're they're doing a little too much of uh, being innovative. There we go. There's the word. <laughs> they're being, they're trying to be a little too innovative, innovative with their jerseys.
3: yo this spark. They should honestly just do the blues and the whites, like blue top, white bottoms. It would look good. And instead, they're just like mm, yeah. all over the place. And their jerseys should just be like either like pure black or like something that matches their uniform, not like that weird whatever that was. Ugh. I'm just like having nightmares remembering that garbage helmet that like Well, we wearing. can.
0: Well, I think in the end <laughs> we can all agree that the Browns have universally
3: ugly jerseys.
1: Oh, yeah. I, don't I don't actually that's think what you get for calling your team the Browns. No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the Browns jerseys are that bad. They're definitely like in the bottom third, but I wouldn't call them the worst jersey. Like I would like the Jaguars. It's like it's okay. It's not great. It's not horrible. It's pretty bad though.
2: I would actually say the Patriots have the worst jersey. Is that
3: is that is that not is that be, is that from an aesthetic standpoint, or is that because you hate the Patriots? Both. <laughs> What do you think about the Eagles-Kelly Green uniforms, though?
2: I actually don't mind the Eagles jerseys.
3: I think Carson Wentz kind of pulls it off. Like, when you look at that jersey, you just think Carson Wentz is like, oh, God, the Redskins are going to fuck this up again.
2: Yeah. I don't mind the Eagles jerseys. I I think they're, outside of the fact that I hate the Eagles, the the jerseys themselves are are not bad. They're They're probably in the top third.
3: But uh while we like wrap wrap up, what do you think is the? We talked about the Browns and the Jaguars. Well, what do you think is hands down the ugliest jersey in the NFL? It's the Patriots. You, Nick says the Patriots. Verun,
2: I, I think their jersey sucks, <laughs> and I think their helmets even worse.
0: I am, I am, I am going with the Browns, bro. I do not like their jerseys. Let
1: me think. I'd have to.
3: Just pull up a list and look at them all, and be like, mm, "I know I would, this one, I would, that one, say, I would one. Say, say the because
0: I Jets feel like I'm going to say
1: one, and then I'm going to be like, "Wait, I would say
0: one worse. I universally hate were the Steelers' bumblebee jerseys. Those are yeah. those were yeah. awful
2: to me. The Jets are pretty
0: ugly too. Jets, and
2: the the Jets are pretty bad, ugly.
3: I wouldn't say ugly per se, but I dislike it for being really generic looking." I don't like the Cardinals jerseys much at all. They're like they're just I like, like the so Cardinals. plain. I like and the Cardinals too. It's it's so plain to me. I was like, I wish they did yeah, more with different. it. Is it different
2: though? <laughs> it's yeah, just red it's and white and yeah, that's it. Yeah, smaller numbers. I think it's, I might it's a little different. I you know, I remember, remember I the uh
1: go, for my least favorite jersey, I think I'll go with the Panthers.
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, really? Really? That
1: black and like Carolina blue, it just it, mm. none like none of their jerseys work. Maybe they're all blacks and like some blue, but they're white that. and their blue top ones are just
2: uh, not a fan.
3: The Buccaneers like, just, alarm clock jerseys sense. was my all time least favorite. I fucking hated those things.
1: Like I'm also not a fan of the Browns, but just to throw a different one in there. I'll throw the Panthers as my least favorite. Like they're both equally as rough for me.
2: What are the Buccaneers' alarm clock? Oh, I'm here. I'm looking it up. Oh yeah, those are those are bad. Those are
3: so bad.
2: They, yeah, what they had up until this year, they needed to get rid of that so bad. They
3: needed to burn it. It was awful.
2: Yeah, their their jerseys now I think are a lot better. Modern.
3: Do you clean. like
1: the Seahawks jerseys?
2: No. I,
1: hate I think
3: the they've just made them like Legion of Boom, and like they branded themselves so much. Like when they put on those god awful looking jerseys, it's like you're okay yeah. with it because you're thinking of Russell Wilson and like not Richard Sermon anymore, Rip. But you know, you just <laughs> think of like those great teams, and I'm like, eh, it's okay. Yeah, the
2: jerseys are ugly yeah. though. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think the Matt either. the Matt Hasselbeck jerseys were a lot better.
1: Yeah. I think no, when you like put the gold skin.
3: pants on the Redskins, though, they become definitely a lot worse. It's just like, ew. Way worse. Well,
0: thank you guys for tuning in to the DC Sports Brain Trust. My name is Rune. I've been your host and moderator. Joined, as always, by three of my good friends, the best damn sports analysts around, Chris, Nick, and Rahul. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We'll have links for those descriptions uh, in the episode description itself. Uh, thank you all for listening. Pray we get sports back soon.